Ramona da Leira da Cara Moçoda da Iá, Indústria do Macasta, Onduro Moçota da Cá, que é o Moçota da Passé, Londondo da Macinda da Onduro Moçota da Cassé. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, yes. The name, the sweet name that's been given to my people is given to rule the earth and to advance the kingdom of heaven. The sweet name that brings life and peace and health to the life of both my people and to the people of the world has been given to the church to take and to show my goodness to the world, to advance my kingdom and my cause in the hearts of men. So take the name, the sweet name that I provided, that I paid a great price for. Take that name outside the four walls of the church, into the world, into the marketplaces, into the places where you live and breathe and work, and show the glory of my name to the people around you. And I will receive the glory and receive the goodness and receive the people's lives that are changed. So know of a surety that I have given you a name that's of great authority that is greater in authority than every sickness and disease, greater in authority than every spiritual force of wickedness, a name that's precious and sweet and kind to show my goodness to the world. So go forth as I've instructed in my word and carry my name to show the world how good that I am. And all will be well. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we thank you for that great name. Father, it's precious and sweet to us, Father. And full of authority. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you, Father. The name above all names. For that precious name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. And Lord, we give you all praise and honor for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? All the time. He's all the time good. Amen. You know, has the Lord ever not been good? He's never not been good. Amen. So we appreciate that. So let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. We'll get started today. We have been going through the Sermon on the Mount and... Um, uh, we finished up last week talking about the love of God, and the very last verse in uh, chapter 5 says, Be you therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And, and the context of that being perfect is walking in love. Amen? If you want to walk the most like the Lord, you walk the most in the love of God. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, we talked about what the love of God really is. Amen? It's not what the world says that it is. It's what the Lord says it is. Amen? The love of God will always uh, desire the best for every person. It has no desire to harm or to, to, to put people in their place or, well, I just had to tell them that's not the love of God, amen? And neither is the love of God uh, accepting. You know, the, 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 there's such a, a push in the world today uh, for, um, I'll think of the word here in just a second, um, tolerance, yeah, for the, for the world, for the church to be tolerant, amen? And if you think about it, Jesus was the most intolerant person you've ever met. He said, I am the way. 
That's a very intolerant thing to say. He said, there's no other way. There's no other way to heaven except for me. Well, that's a very intolerant thing to say because tolerance is, well, there's many ways, and your way is fine, my way is fine, all the ways are fine. Jesus said, no, that's not, that's not true. I'm the only way, amen? Uh, and so uh, our, the love of God is not, the goal of the love of God is not to be tolerant, amen? Uh, and, you know, that doesn't mean that you've got to say everything that you know and, and just, uh, you know, uh, shoot people and bury the rest, you know, and, and tell them all their problems, amen? Does the Lord tell you all your problems? You reckon he knows all your problems? You reckon there's any problem he doesn't know that you've got going on in your life? You know, he's never in heaven going, really? I didn't know that. He, he's, never, he's never that way, right? He's always like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a list. Amen. Uh, but you, has he told you all of your problems right now? I mean, we'd all curl up in a fetal position and cry if he told us all of your problems right now that you've got, right? Well, this attitude over here, this thought over here, what you did last week, you know, what you're going to do tomorrow, you haven't done it yet, you know, but it's going to be terrible. Uh, you know, it's, uh, he hasn't told us all those things, has he? Uh, and yet he still loves us. Amen. Uh, now, if you ask him, he, he will start a list. Amen. There's always a running list with me and him, you know, because I'll, I'll, I'll work my best to get through that list, but there's always more on the list, right? Well, now that you've got that done, let's work on this one over here. Uh, and so, but he loves me, amen? And he desires me to look just like him because uh, he said he wants me to be perfect like he's perfect, amen? And the only way that I can do that is to change, amen? Uh, do you look just like the Lord Jesus yet? Do you sound just like the Lord Jesus yet? Well, then you're a hopeless mess, right? Well, you're not a hopeless mess, but you are a mess, amen? Because if you don't look like the Lord Jesus yet, you've got work to do, amen? Uh, and so, uh, but if he said to be perfect, then that means we have the opportunity to, to pursue that as a goal in our life, amen? Uh, and the perfection is the perfection of love. Uh, and what you'll find is the more of the love of God you, you walk in, the more of everything else that you experience. So you remember that uh, Galatians 5, 6, that faith works by what? Love. love. And, you know, people say, well, I want to focus on faith. You know, I don't want to focus on love. I want to focus on faith. Well, you can't, work, you can't focus on faith outside of focusing on love, amen? You want to be a person of great faith? You have to be a person of great love, amen? The love of God, the agape love of God. Uh, and so it's a, it's, it's a great endeavor. It's a great effort on our part because your flesh is always striving to get you out of love. Your flesh is always wanting you to say things, do things uh, that will violate the principles of love. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, because... Your flesh knows that every step out of love is a, is a diminished state of faith. And then so your ability to, to exercise faith to obtain the things that you need from the Lord then is decreased because you just choose not to walk in love. Uh, and so uh, it, it's, a, it, it's a goal that you will spend the rest of your life trying to achieve. Amen. But you should try. Amen. You should strive to, to achieve it. Uh, and, it's, and it's a worthy endeavor. Amen. And so uh, Jesus... Uh, starts shifting gears a little bit. Now, uh, we're, we start here in chapter 6, but, you know, when Jesus was teaching this, he didn't say, now, let's start chapter 6. There was no chapter 6 on the Sermon on the Mount, right? There's no verse 1. It was, he was just talking, amen? Right. And so, even though there's a chapter break here, we added this hundreds of years after Jesus spoke these words, I guess thousands of years after Jesus spoke these words. Uh, uh, well, I don't really know when they, they added books, chapters, and verses, or chapters and verses to... Uh, to the word of God, but um, it was a long time after Jesus spoke it. So, so, he, so it's a continuous thought, amen, all of these things he's teaching them. And you imagine uh, uh, taking notes, you know, there's no uh, computers and there's no notepads, right? Uh, you know, I mean, add parchment, but it'd been really slow to take notes on parchment, amen. Uh, 
Uh, and so, uh, so he was teaching that, you know, I had this go on for, for hours and, and I think even days uh, in this sermon here. But, it, but he starts out here in verse 1 of chapter 6. He says, take heed that you, that you do not your alms before men or your gifts, right, your giving. Your, that you do not your alms or giving before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound the trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, uh, that thine alms may be in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. So this is, so just verses one through four here is talking about uh, giving here in particular. But that's not really the issue that he's talking about. It's not, it's, it's not a, a teaching about giving. This is a, the issue here is uh, what he said there in verse 1, uh, to be seen of them, right? To be seen of men. Uh, and that's the issue that he's talking about here. It's not so much about giving that you should give or shouldn't give or how much you give or when you give. It, it's about what's the motivation of, of your giving, right? What's, the, what's in your heart when you do these things, Amen. Uh, and, and Jesus, if you go through the Gospels, Jesus spent a lot of time talking about things that are on the inside of you. Wasn't, you know, he wasn't concerned about them not washing their hands. He wasn't concerned about them eating on the Sabbath. He wasn't concerned about you know, being around sinners. And uh, Those are all external things. But he was really concerned about what's on the inside of you. What, what's your motivations? Why are you doing what you do? Amen? Uh, and and the, the thing about that, uh, that the, I think the church struggles... Uh, a lot in this area is we're, we're taught and almost by not so much from the pulpit, but just uh, the, the tradition of, of Christianity is we need to have a certain appearance. We need to look a certain way and sound a certain way uh, and not really spend much time what's going on on the inside. And Jesus said, you know, it, it, it's, that's the wrong priority because if you get everything fixed on the inside, everything on the outside is fine. Amen. But fixing everything on the inside sometimes is laborious, right? It, it's hard and and you have to really be honest with yourself. You have to decide, you know, this attitude or this thought or this idea is wrong. I've got to, I've got to get rid of it. And, and a lot of times we don't want to do that. Amen. But if the Lord says that it's wrong and that it's, it's not going to be good for you, why wouldn't you want to get rid of it? Amen. Uh, is, is there, do you think that maybe the Lord's not, not correct in that? Well, Lord, you just don't know. You know, uh, you don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know what I've been through. Really? Is that, I mean, is that true? I mean, you think, really? I mean, he's like, oh yeah, you've got it really hard. I mean, you know, uh, we've all been through things, amen? We've all experienced things, good things, bad things, amen? Uh, and, and are you breathing air? Well, then you're going to experience some good things, probably some bad things between now and your last day on the earth, amen? How are we going to deal with that? Uh, what are you going to do about that? And, and so, uh, what, and if you, it, see, for me, when I think about this, I think about the Lord wants me to change for my benefit. It's not just for his benefit, it's for my benefit. Can you think about uh, how unhappy so many people are? They're unhappy because of the life experiences. And, and uh, you know, I remember uh, years ago, we, we, had a, uh, we had a camp meeting here. And, and so uh, we had a, a visiting, uh, there was a visitor that came, she hadn't been before. And so she came up and said, you know, could I, could I sing a special? And I mean, if I sang, it would be special, right? But uh, it wouldn't be that special. I mean, it wouldn't be the kind of special you think it was, but it would be special, right? Uh, and so, well, now, I didn't know her, right? 
Now, I'm, I, am I opposed to anybody singing a special? No. I mean, if you came up and told me that you're a singer and you'd sing a special, you know, uh, we, we would consider it. Amen. And so since I didn't know her, I thought, well, let me just talk to her. Because if I talk to somebody long enough, you know, you, they'll just tell you what you need to know. Amen. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, how's it going? Well, it's just terrible. The devil's been on my back all week long. He, you know, he's got my kids, you know, family. I feel sick, you know, and broke and I'm, I'm, I'm hurting and, you know, uh, you know, this and that. You know, my cat died. My dog died. My, my, my cat ate my fish and my fish ate my dog. I mean, just it's just, you know, then the whole thing, right? It's like, man. And there wasn't one thing about how good the Lord was. It was about how bad the devil was. And so I'm thinking, ain't no way. Because what are you going to sing, you know? Uh, I mean, how are you going to go from that to singing glory to the Lord and bring in the, because when you sing, the purpose of singing is to bring the presence of the Lord. Amen. It's not to bring in the presence of the devil. It's to bring in the presence of the Lord. So, I, and I didn't say nothing to her. I just, you know, said, okay, well, we'll see, you know, and, and, um, and, and so, you know, no, I can sing. And so I didn't call on her. Well, I got a phone call the next day. This is so-and-so. I just want you to know I was so offended and I'm never coming back to your church. I'm thinking, it's okay, you know, uh, because uh, what does Jesus want to do? He wants to deal with what's on the inside. What's on the inside, amen? And see, what was on the inside of her, there was no, there was no faith, no joy, no acknowledgement that the Lord, that I thought he said that, that uh, this is the victory that overcometh the what? The whole world, even our what? Faith. If you have faith, what can you overcome? The whole world. If you can overcome the whole world, what's left? Well, you don't know about so-and-so. Are they part of the world? Yeah. Well, then you can overcome them. Well, you don't know what I've been through. Is it part of the world? Yeah. Well, then you can overcome it. Is it unless the Word of God is not so. Amen. I mean, unless you've got, you got a different Bible than i got. I mean, you can, First uh, John 5, 4, uh, 5, 4 or so, uh, you can look it up. Amen. Uh, and so it's the victory. Overcomes the world. Well, uh, that's, that's got to be from the inside out. And if it's not from the inside out, see, it's just such a waste of, of good effort to have the appearance of being a Christian without actually being a Christian. It's, such a, it's, such, it's so much work. Uh, it's so much work that, that you know, uh, it's like when people, you know, people that don't know, tell the truth a lot, it's called lying, right? You know, tell it. Uh, and, and, but, you know, they're so used to lying, they'll lie something about you, but then they've got to remember who they lied to about everything. That's a lot of work. You know, if you just be honest, it's just... You know, it's a lot easier to be honest, amen? And so, so Jesus, it's not so much about uh, giving here because we've got to look at a couple of things related to this. Uh, the issue is, what's the motivation? Why are you doing what you're doing, amen? Why are you, why are you doing anything that you're doing? Uh, you've got to ask yourself, what's your motivation in doing this? Because sometimes you're doing it uh, for your benefit. Uh, sometimes you're doing it for somebody else's benefit. Sometimes you're doing things that would cause, that, that, uh, would intentionally bring harm to somebody else. Amen? Even if nobody would, could convict you of it. The Lord would convict you of it. Amen? And so he's, he wants to deal with what's on the inside. Why are you doing that? Why did you say that? Why did you go there? Why did you do that particular thing? Why did you buy that for them? Uh, and, and, you know, over the years, uh, uh, we, we've done things and, and, and um, uh, you know, just, just normal human interaction. And um, you ever borrowed something from somebody? And, and, and then there's strings attached. Well, I mean, what's the motivation? Well, see, when, a lot of times when people do something for somebody else, it's so that you owe them, right? And I told you the story, in fact, not even long ago, but it's, it's always a great story. 
uh, back before I had a truck, you know, uh, there was a fellow at the church who had a truck and said, hey, can I borrow your truck, right? Because, you know, if you've got a truck, by law, you're required to let somebody borrow it. I mean, that's, you know, that's, you know why you have a truck so other people can borrow it? You know, I, I've told, I tell the Lord all the time, everything I own is available for the use in whatever capacity you want to use. Amen? Doesn't mean, you know, if you, hey, can I have your truck? No, uh, because then somebody else can't borrow it. Amen? Uh, and so, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be manipulated by people, but if the Lord says, hey, you need to borrow your truck, no problem. I mean, you know, it, it's just a thing. It's dirt. It came from the ground. Everything in that truck came from the ground. Amen? It's all going to go back to the ground someday. Amen? Uh, and so anyway, hey, can I borrow your truck? Yeah, no problem. You know, I'm gonna, I was going to work on my deck, go buy a bunch of stuff, go fix a deck. And so he comes on, on the Saturday, because I hate Saturday about 9 o'clock. It'd be great, you know. Uh, bring the truck. I'll go down to the, uh, uh, Lowe's or wherever and, and buy stuff. And so he gets there, and he's got two kids in the truck with him. And they're, you know, they're this tall. And, and hey, can you watch my kids? I'm going to go on a motorcycle ride. And I'm thinking, well, was that the deal? Did I, can I borrow your truck and borrow your kids? I mean, I don't, I don't remember that deal. <laughs> Did I make that deal? I didn't make that deal, you know. But what are you going to say? Okay, so I'm thinking he's going to go on a bike ride, you know, be gone for an hour and come back, and I can go. Because he didn't have a car seat, you know. And, you know, I'm not going to take these kids to, because I was just by myself at the house. So I'm not going to take the kids to, to the, uh, you know, I don't know anything about the kids. They don't, you know, they're not my kids. And, and so now my grandson, I'll take him anywhere. But, uh, you know, these aren't my kids. And so, and so I just said, well, I'll just wait until he gets back. Well, about 5 o'clock he gets back. All day, I'm watching the kids. And, and, and so, so, he, so he, he was ahead of the curve, right? He wanted to do something. I owed him before I even got to use what I brought, you know. And so he came back, got the kids, and how'd it go? I said, it went great. No problems. And so, because I didn't have any problems fixing the deck, because I didn't even touch the deck. Uh, and so, uh, but I just made a note, don't borrow a truck from this fella, because... See, uh, he, wants, he wants me to borrow the truck so that I owe him, so that I, that I owe a babysitting job to him. Well, see, that's wrong motivation. If you're going to be a blessing to somebody, be a blessing to somebody. See, when I do something for somebody, you owe me nothing. And if you try to pay me, it's an insult to me because it's not services rendered. If I want to be a blessing to you, let me be a blessing to you. Amen. Because that's the way I think. When you, do, when you do something for me, when other people do something for me, I just assume they want to be a blessing, and I have no thoughts of I owe you anything. Uh, because that, isn't that the way a, a blessing works? Right? There's no strings. If there's, see, if there's strings attached, you just hang on to it. It's fine. You know, I'll, get some, I'll get it somewhere else. Amen? Uh, and so what, what's going on the inside? Uh, why are we doing what we're doing? Now, uh, a lot of times people will take the Word of God and turn it into a law. Don't we love the law? Because, see, a law is great because you don't need the Spirit of God at all. It says, don't turn left, then you never have to turn left. And the Spirit of God will never tell you to turn left or not turn left because it's a law. And so you don't need the Spirit of God. But see, if he says, well, when we get to the intersections, sometimes I need you to turn left and sometimes I need you to turn right. And what do you, well, I don't like that, Lord, because there's no law in that. I have to depend on you. So, so we love the law and, and we do our best to turn everything in the Word of God into a law. Uh, and so when he says, uh, uh, that uh, in verse 1, that, uh, that you're trying to be seen of men, then uh, we turn that into law, then, then I, I should never, ever do anything where anybody sees it. Is that biblically true? Uh, why is it not biblically true? 
because he said that in just chapter 5, right? In chapter 5. In fact, I know we said this before, but in verse 16, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. So, well, then that's, there's no law. Then we're all confused. Are we confused? We're not confused, right? Because uh, he says in verse, in verse 16, that uh, back in verse 5, verse 16, it says that you may, that, uh, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and do what? Glorify who? God. In, in chapter 6, uh, don't be seen. Uh, why? Because to be seen of who? Of men, so that you could glory for yourself, right? So the, the difference is, who are you trying to give glory to? And again, uh, who can make that determination? Could one person uh, give a, a gift with a desire to glorify God and another person be, give the exact same gift with the motivation to be seen of men? Sure, you could do that, right? And, and nobody could judge it. Nobody could go, well, that gift, you know, you're just doing that to be seen. Well, no, I, you know, I always wanted to be a blessing in that area. And, and, and so, uh, so, the, so the problem is nobody can know except for you and the Lord. Now, you'll know, uh, but uh, nobody else may know. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of times people are okay. It's just as long as you're given, we don't care what the motivation is, right? We don't care. Well, I, you know, I do care I, I, because it, it's of no value to you because in the context of, of chapter 6, uh, verses 1 through 4, he's talking about financial giving. It's no value to you if you give with the, with the intent of being seen, right? Now, if you give with the intent of, of glorifying the Lord, then the other promises of the word of God come into play and with good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, so men give into your bosom, amen. So there's, is there value in giving? Well, there's plenty of value in giving, but if your giving is to, is to be seen of men, what did, what did Jesus say there? He said, uh, you have no reward of your father in heaven in verse one. Uh, and, he, and he says um, uh, in verse two, at the end of verse two, verily I send to you, they have their reward. So uh, if you're giving to be seen of men and, they, and the men see you, Jesus said, well, that's your reward. Uh, your reward is they got to see you and you get whatever glory and, and oh, thank you for that gift. Thank you for, for helping us like that. That's your gift. That's all you get. Uh, and, and can you spend that? Can you invest that? Thank you. Uh, can it help you tomorrow? No there's, no, there's no value in somebody thanking you, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with thanking people, obviously, but... Uh, if your motivation is to get somebody to, to, to say thank you, right, uh, then, then, uh, then that's all you get, amen? Uh, and, and look, there's a, there's a balance to everything, amen? Didn't Jesus later on in the book of Matthew say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, right? So it's not that, it, it's, not that it's ever wrong to say thank you and, and, and to notice that people do things, right? Uh, and, and, you know, I ran sound for 20 years for my pastor, Thousands of services. You know how many times he thanked me for running sound? It's zero, right? Uh, and, 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 you know, I'm still mad about it, right? But no. Uh, uh, now, see, I didn't do it for thank yous, but it's, it, it's okay. I've told Jared many times, thank you for, for running the sound, amen? There's nothing wrong with that, amen? He doesn't do that for that. He doesn't run the sound so that I'll thank him. Uh, and, and look, uh, sometimes uh, in, in our own character, there are character flaws that we need to be thanked in order to, in order to, uh, to continue on that, with that work. But that's a failure here uh, of this because if that's why you're doing it, to be thanked, right, which is to receive the glory from men, Jesus said that's your reward. 
There's no eternal reward. See, everything we do on the earth has the capacity to, to provide us eternal reward in heaven. Every good thing you do on the earth, right, has the capacity to be eternal rewards in heaven. When you get to heaven, the Lord's gonna, he's going to look at all the deeds that you did in the body, right, both good and bad, and for all the good ones, he's going to say, oh, yeah, you did that one, that's great. Here's your reward. And, and we don't know what that looks like, right? We, we see some hints of crowns of life and, uh, and different things, but there's some reward in waiting for us in heaven when we get there. And I suspect that a lot of what we will do with that reward is to worship the Lord Jesus with that. Uh, remember, they cast their crowns to the Lord Jesus. And, uh, and, and so what else will you do in heaven? With your, I don't know. But they're got, they've got to be good. Amen? I don't have to know what I'll do with them to know that they've got to be good. Uh, but if I spend all my time on the earth only, um, only getting the glory of men, see, then I would get to heaven. Now, I'll still go to heaven. That's the thing is it's really hard not to go to heaven once you accept the Lord Jesus. I mean, you could, but it's, it's really, really hard. Uh, and a lot of Christians will get to heaven and, well, Lord, where's my rewards? And he'll show you, well, you got that, that fellow right there thanked you, and that's why you, did, that's why you did that thing to begin with, and that fellow thanked you, and that's why you did that thing to begin with, and that's, that's all your rewards. Well, what can I do with that, Lord? I, I have no idea. I mean, uh, you know, I tried to tell you before, you know, it's, it's of no value, right? Uh, and so... Uh, so uh, we've, we've got to be careful in this. And, and uh, so I wanted to, to make sure that we don't turn this into law because uh, I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, left hand shouldn't know what the right hand is doing. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, in fact, the way that a lot of people say, oh, I'm just not going to give it all. Well, that'll solve one problem. It doesn't solve all. It adds other problems to your life because he said, given it shall be what? Given unto you. So if you don't do the first part, can he do the second part? He can't do the second part because you haven't done your part, right? And so, uh, but, you know, people come up with weird ideas or they'll, they'll make it so impossibly hard, right? They'll come with small unmarked bills or something. No one, I don't want to write a check and, you know, because if I write a check, the people know. And uh, we'll see, that's all, uh, all, that's such a waste of, people spend so much time doing things that are so uh, a waste of effort, right? I mean, so, such unvaluable things, Amen. Uh, because uh, over in, in Mark chapter 12, you remember that story there? Uh, verses 42, it says, And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. So, so uh, in Luke's same uh, version of that story, says, And he, Jesus, saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. That was in Luke 21, 2. So what's Jesus? He's at the temple watching people put in their offerings. Well, did he say that it was wrong for them to be seen putting in their offerings? He didn't say that. So, uh, and is it wrong for him to be watching? I mean, you know, he's watching what they're putting in the offering. He made no commentary about the fact that he could see somebody when they're giving, because he was watching all of them giving, right? Because he's talked about all the other ones. In fact, he said back in, in Mark chapter 12, in verse 43, he says, he called them unto his disciples, saying to them, uh, Verily I say unto you, this poor woman hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. So he's watching all of them is casting in the treasury. And he picked out, picked out this woman, right? Because he said she cast in their abundance, she, uh, they cast out of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had. Uh, and two mites is, 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 is less than a penny, right? It's, it's, it's nearly zero dollars, right? Uh, but did Jesus complain about how much she gave? No. no. Uh, and so uh, should, should uh, the ministers com complain about how much you give? No, it, it, from my perspective, it's none of my business how much money you give. 
Amen. I mean, my business is tell you what the Lord, what the word says about giving, but what you choose to do, that's between you and the Lord Jesus. Amen. And what if they're wrong? Well, that's still between you and the Lord Jesus. What if you're right? That's still between you and the Lord Jesus. Amen. Uh, amen. And so, so here Jesus is watching people. And, and I want to read this particular story because people, a lot of times get all kinds of weird ideas about giving. It's just, just give. Amen. Just do whatever that your heart tells you to do and don't make a big deal out of it. Amen. If you want to write a check to get a, a in the, to have a tax giving receipt, it's perfectly fine. Amen. Because then you have more money to give. Uh, if you get, if you get a tax giving receipt, then you get money back in your taxes. Uh, and, and, and look, you can do it or not do it. it it's perfectly fine. There, there's, there's no law either way. Amen. Uh, but see, the, the, point, the point of this discussion is don't, don't make things into law and then put uh, everybody else in the world under pressure. Well, Pastor, I don't want you to set up an account under my name. I don't want you to track how much I'm giving, you know. Uh, well, first of all, it's none of your business what I do with it, right? And, and secondly, why is that a thing? It doesn't matter. Amen. And if you want to be anonymous, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. I got no problem either way. Amen. And, and I really don't care. Uh, but don't make a law out of it because there's no law here. The law is what's, what's your motivation? Why are you doing whatever you're doing? That's the, that's the core of what he's trying to get across here. Amen. Uh, and then and, and just uh, one other story related to that over in the book of Acts. You remember, uh, in fact, let's turn over there to the book of Acts chapter 4. So we'll make a couple comments about this. So in Acts chapter 4, so apparently, because Jesus doesn't let this go, he talks a lot about why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, what's your motivation behind what you're doing? And, you know, and for me personally, I spend a lot of time talking to the Lord about that because, uh, it, uh, you know, and of course I'm sitting up here at the front of the, front of the, the sanctuary, all of you all can see me. I'd be happy if nobody ever saw me ever, ever, right? Uh, I'd be happy be locked up in that closet in that, or in that uh, office over there and just reading and studying and writing things down and, and never be seen. Uh, and so sometimes that makes a good candidate for, for the Lord to use in other, other ways. Amen. But, you know, what, what, would, uh, what would my heart be if tomorrow a thousand people want to come to this church? Right. What, what, would, what, would, what would be my heart in that? Would I suddenly think, you know, I am really special. Look at this. Look at this big church I'm pastoring. You know, I am something else. See, th then I would be violating that to be seen of men, right? Then, then it'd be like, oh yeah, you know, uh, you want to make an appointment to come see me, right, in my office, right, uh, and talk to my secretary. It's funny because all these people that were talking on the phone on uh, as we we're making these books, book uh, orders, they're like, oh well, tell your secretary, you know, w w you know, thanks for all of her help, you know, which is my daughter, right? She's not my secretary, right? Yeah, and. and uh, People say, Are you, have you got a worldwide ministry? Yeah, we go all over the world, right? And, and so uh, it, the, whole, the whole thing was funny because, you know, they're calling uh, Rick Randers ministry. He does have a large worldwide ministry, right? Uh, and so, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, you, you've got to be careful of those things. Now, uh, you can just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, Lord, I want, no, I, I don't ever want you to do anything on my behalf. I don't ever be seen. Well, then uh, what's the will of God? You're telling the Lord, to not ever use you in any capacity, and yet the world is dying. And you know the creator of the universe, and yet you don't want to help anybody. What did, what did Peter say in Acts chapter 3, the man at the gate beautiful? Look on us. Didn't he say that, right? Uh, he said, look at me. Pay attention to me. Why did he say that? Because he said, I've got what you need. I don't have the money that you need, but I've got what you really need, which is to not ever have to have, be begging at, at the steps of the temple again. I've got, I've got what you need. 
And say, I got no problem saying that. You know, I got no problem saying I could help anybody. Anybody in the world I could help because I know the word of God. I know the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, that's an arrogant thing to say. Well, I mean, I got nothing in myself that can help you, but I can tell you what the word says and it can change your entire life. I can tell you what the Spirit of God says, and it can change your entire life. Amen? And I can guarantee it, 100% guarantee, if you do what the Word of God says, I can guarantee you your whole life will be better. 100% guarantee. Amen? Uh, and so, uh, you know, if you find that path of that, then see, you're good. See, then you can go help people, and it's not all about you. And, you know, uh, um, we'll, get to, we'll get to Acts chapter 4 in just a second. You know, uh, one of the things that when, I, when I'm listening to, because uh, I've listened to, to Kenneth Hagin more than anybody, when I'm listening to him tell these stories, you know, he said, he said some amazing stories, right? Raised off a deathbed, had a visions, uh, multiple visions with the Lord Jesus, came and sat down by, beside him, talked to him for an hour and a half. He went up to heaven. He, he visited the Lord in heaven. Uh, and well, I don't believe in other things. Fine, I don't care. You know, believe it if not. Uh, you know, either way, you, you know, I, what I'm always listening for, is there anything, first of all, in, in these stories that would violate the word of God, Right? You know, there was a story where someone said, well, I went to heaven and I saw, uh, I saw the, the, the throne there on the Father, uh, which, of course, is questionable because we're not supposed to look at the throne. Uh, and I saw Jesus on his right hand, but I saw Gabriel on his left hand. Was well, there any verse in the Bible that says Gabriel sits on the left hand of the Father? No. So you just throw that out because there's no Bible for that. Well, I saw it. I don't care. Uh, I, you know, I got no, maybe, maybe you saw it. I don't know. I'm not going to say you didn't say it, see it, but I can't. You know, I can't hook up with that because we got no Bible for that. Amen. So I'm, anytime somebody gives a testimony, I'm listening to see if, if what they're saying lines up with the Word of God. Amen. Because that's my job. That's your job. Everything I'm saying up here, you should be judging. Is that in the Word? Did the Word of God say that? Amen. Uh, and so, you know, when I'm listening to these testimonies, you ever listen to somebody give a testimony and, and it's all about them? The testimony is supposed to be all about Jesus. Oh, Jesus has blessed me so much, you know. Uh, 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 I am so blessed. I've got this and I've got this. And, yeah, and, and I, can't even, I can't even hardly say it the way they say it because I just, it just, it just, it's not my character to do, to do that. But, but people can give a testimony, but it's all about them. Well, well why is that? Because in their, in their heart, it's hard for them to not want to receive the glory for that testimony. Oh, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Because he didn't do it for you. Because he did it for me and not you, right? Because I'm clearly better than you, right? And he loves me more than you. Uh, and so uh, they, don't, they don't add that other footnotes there, obviously. But sometimes in their hearts, you can kind of hear it, right? Oh, what Jesus did for me. And it's all about me. And, and, and I can tell you, you know, I can listen to ministers and go, wow, that's just, that, that testimony is about them. It's not about Jesus and what he did for them. It's about them. That they're somehow they were more special than somebody else to receive this blessing or testimony, whatever the Lord did for them. And, and so, you know, I spend, for me, per, I spend a lot of time just talking, Lord, Lord you know, we've got to, uh, for me, I can't say, Lord, make sure I never do that. That's not, that's not fair because that's my responsibility. Yeah, right. But I do tell the Lord a lot, Lord, help me to make sure I never do that. Yeah. Make sure that, so, because I want to be able to tell you, if the Lord does something for me, I want to give that testimony. Here's what the Lord did for me because the testimony is to tell you that, well, he'd do the same thing for you. That's the purpose of the testimony, to testify, right? The witness of, of what the Lord's done for us, because if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. And that's when somebody gives a testimony, that's what I think. Well, if he did it for you, he'll do it for me. You're not, you're not special, you know, and it's not personal. I'm not pointing anybody in particular, you know. You mean I'm not special? Well, you know, you're not worthy to be worshipped is what I'm saying, amen? Uh, and so, uh, so you've got to be careful. Now, of course, some people say, well, I'm never going to give a testimony. Well, then you've cheated people out of, out of a blessing. 
Amen. You've cheated people out of, out of hearing what God's done for, for them or done for you so that they can be encouraged to, to get the same thing operating in their life. Amen. And so what, what, what I do is I say, Lord, you uh, help me to, to know if I ever do anything with the intent of being seen. Help me. So if I give a testimony that I'm doing it uh, for your blessing or for my blessing, make sure that I know. Help me to know that. Amen. And, and I can't tell you how many times I've talked to him. That's called the prayer of consecration or dedication, right? We've got to consecrate our lives to the Lord because people need to hear your stories. People need to hear your testimonies. But if you can't do it without being seen of men, then Jesus said, just don't do it at all. And that's really uh, until, until you get to a point, and that, the whole point of, about doing it in secret is necessary if you have a hard time uh, not receiving glory from men. Do it in secret until you get your character adjusted so that then you can let your light so shine that men see your good works. Between now and then, if you can't do something without being seen of men, uh, then, then just do it in secret so that you don't lose your reward. Amen? Because it's, getting the reward is, is great and, and, that, and, uh, and that should be a goal for our life. But just be careful about that. Amen? And so uh, do as much as you can in the church. Do everything you can in, in the church, but just don't do it to be seen of men. Amen? You know, some people will come up and say, Pastor, Pastor, uh, uh, there was a, a, a crumb in, on the floor back in the sanctuary. I picked it up. Okay, well, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Jesus knows too now, right? All the angels in heaven know. And, and sorry, you're not going to get a reward for that crumb, right? Uh, like, if you don't tell me you picked up a crumb, fine, I don't care, you know. But, but what's your motivation, amen? I've had, you know, most of the time, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a 1%, right? 99% of the time people uh, do great things, and, and i got no problem with people letting me know what they've done. But, you know, sometimes they do the, do the smallest thing. You know, come up and say, Hey, can I get some glory for that? Sure. You want your name? We'll put your name up on the, on the TVs up there. I mean, sweet. You know, whatever you want. You know, what, uh, just sign right here. We'll do that. Uh, and so, so uh, here in Acts chapter 4, uh, so Acts chapter 4, uh, this is, of course, uh, clearly it's at, at right after Acts chapter 3 where, where Peter and John were at the gate there. So the church is exploding, right? The church is, is, is increasing um, significantly right now right and so he says in verse 32 and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul so there's a multitude now right it started with the 12 then 120 uh now they're in multitude right there's probably thousands of people in the church by this time amen uh, and you know th this is the thing that that all all human beings have to have to be careful about is w when things start increasing in their life who's getting the glory Amen. Because I believe 100% of my heart that the Lord wants to increase all of us. He wants to, this church to be full where we have to expand that way and expand that way. You know, we've got the facility to expand it. Uh, and, and I don't think he's holding it back because we're not, we don't have our hearts right or anything like that. It's just times and seasons. Amen. Uh, but uh, like I said, what, what would, and, and, and I'll ask the same question to you. What would your heart be if suddenly we're the largest church in Dayton tomorrow? What would your heart be? Would you walk through Walmart just a little taller? Where do you go to church? Oh, well, let me tell you where I go to church. Oh, we go to, how many people are in your church? You know, it's, it's always, a, you can always tell because a lot of times in, in the pastor's world, so much competition. How many people at your church? And I tell them, everybody who wants to come. That's how many people's at my church, right? Because aren't you all want to be here? I want to be here, right? So that's how many people are here in my church, right? As many people want to come, amen? Uh, and so, uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, competition about that, but, but what would your heart be, right? 
Uh, I know, you know, I, I, I judge my own heart on a regular basis. What would my, what would my heart be? But you have to do the same thing. Because, you know, there, how many people do you know that have a lot of pride in where they go to church? Oh, we go to church. So, and so. I mean, I've had people say, oh, you go to that, you, know, you, you pass that little storefront church, you know, with an emphasis on storefront, as if that's like, like God can't exist in a storefront church. I've had pastors tell me that God can never bless a storefront church. Really? Is that a, is that a book, chapter, and verse for that? Thou shalt not have a storefront church. Is that, is that, is that somewhere? I mean, did I miss that? You know, and like I said, I know how many verses there are in the New Testament, right? Uh, I haven't read that one yet. But, um, uh, and so there's a multitude of them there. Uh, and he said, uh, and neither said any of them that ought of the things uh, which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power gave, uh, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Ne- in verse 34, neither was there any among them that lacked for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according to as he had need. So now, this is a complete violation of, of Matthew chapter 6, right? They're seeing people, are, they're selling their property and they're bringing it to the apostles' feet, right? Well, well, everybody can see that. Well, why didn't the apostles rebuke them, right? Why didn't Peter rebuke them? Well, you can't be seen of men doing these things. Well, no, their, their, their desire was to, was to bless the Lord. Now, uh, uh, we'll take a, a, a small side journey here. They were 100% wrong in doing this because uh, they were selling their lands. Well, well how did the people in agricultural uh, economies make their money? By growing crops and cattle and things on their land and, and then, you know, make, making a living that way. Well, if you sell all your land, what are you going to do next year? Well, you're going to be stuck, but why do they sell their land? Well, this is Acts chapter 4. How long has it been since Jesus has begun? Not long, right? He was there in Acts chapter 1, just a few chapters before. So they're thinking Jesus is coming back tomorrow. So if you knew Jesus was coming back tomorrow, what would you do? I'd sell all my land. I'd, you know, uh, I'd sell everything and just enjoy life for the, for the three weeks when I knew he was coming. I'd sell it all. Well, the problem is when he didn't come in the first year, second year, third year, by the time you get to like Acts chapter 15, what are they doing? We need to receive an offering for the folks in Jerusalem who sold everything and they got no money. They were broke, right? But later on in, in the book of Acts, they're receiving an offering. Though there's other things going on, I know. But uh, if they're giving, they should be receiving. Jesus didn't say that you give uh, and, and receive unless there's uh, economic downturn. So they, they, were, uh, they, they were all of the opinion that the Lord Jesus was coming back soon. Let's get rid of everything. Amen. And so that's a minor side, side journey there. But uh, the, thing, the thing about this is um, they were seen of the men, right? They were seen of the apostles doing these things. So again, we can't make a law. It's not about being seen or not being seen. It's about why are you being seen and why are you not being seen, amen? What's your heart? What's your motivation? <clears throat> and again, what you'll find is as you study the Word of God, the more and more I study the Word of God, let's, let's turn back to, to, to uh, Matthew chapter 4 then, as you study the Word of God, what I find is the Lord is constantly dealing with me and my character. What, what, what's my motive? Why am I doing everything? Why do I say anything? Why do I go anywhere? Uh, why do I buy this, buy that? Uh, you know, some people, I, I know my pastor was traveling with some other ministers one time, and so they were going to, like, share a vehicle when they got to the rental place. And he was going to get a car. I need a car. 
I said, well, we got, you know, a Chevy or whatever. And, and the guy that's with him said, oh, no, we, we can't be seen in a Chevy. And I, some of you would be like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're not a Chevy, right? Now, Ford, Ford might be okay, right? Chevy, no way, right? I, I have to have at least a Cadillac, maybe a Lexus. And I'm thinking, it's the dumbest thing. Isn't it the dumbest thing that people actually say those words? Now, look, you know, cause I say that because you know, even though I'm actually driving a Lexus today, right? Uh, but I like I drive a Lexus because I just like it, right? Uh, could I drive a Chevy? Well, I did have a, well, it wasn't a Chevy, it was a, a GMC before that, but I could care less what you drive, right? I, I mean, I, I drive what I like, that's it. It's not about, well, I gotta have that, I don't have that, right? Uh, I, I prefer things with lots of bells and whistles that you have to have at least uh, six years of college to be able to drive the car, right? Because you got all these buttons and things, you gotta do this and do this, you know? My car's got a, a thing, you push a button, and it follows the car in front of them. And so if they speed up, my car speeds up. If they slow down, my car slows down. It's awesome, right? Uh, and so that's the thing. Oh, yeah, you know. Uh, and so, uh, but he said, I, I, I can't be seen in a Chevy. A, a minister said that, said those words, right? Like, have you never read anything? I mean, just why, what's that even mean? And, and who's on the other side of that going, do you see that pastor driving a Chevy? I mean, he, ain't got, he don't know nothing, right? We ain't going to listen to him. Is there anybody doing that? Anybody going, we don't, li- we don't listen to Chevy drivers, you know? I know, there's probably, I know there's at least two people in the ministry right now that probably is like, oh, yeah, yeah, Chevy drivers are off the list, but we won't even name them. But see, uh, uh, is, is that a thing? I can't be seen driving, you know, I have to be seen in a Cadillac. Just, you know, sometimes I just wonder about, about the, the sanity of people, right? about these things. And so, so, uh, uh, so what's, the, what's the problem with these things? What's the, what, what's the whole problem with even being seen of men, right? I mean, I know what Jesus said, that, that uh, you receive your reward. That's your reward, right? Whatever they say, whatever they, uh, how they congratulate you or, or tell you they appreciate you, that's the end of that blessing. That's the end. That's, that's all you'll get. No, no future blessings, no, no re- response from heaven uh, uh, according to what you've done. That's it. End of line, right? And, and so, uh, but, but why is that even a thing? Why did Jesus spend so much time talking about that? Because the very next section, he, ta- he almost repeats himself talking about the same issue there in a different light. Uh, over over in, in Matthew chapter 4, we know this particular story is uh, the story of Jesus uh, in, in the wilderness, right? So you remember he got baptized by, by John in the River Jordan. Then he went into the wilderness for, for 40 days. And it says here in verse 8, Matthew chapter 4, verse 8, Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. So, so why is the Lord so opposed to us uh, being worshipped? Because it's, it's the cause of the failure of the devil. The original, fa- the original sin was this sin right here. Come, down, come and worship me. Uh, and it's, it's the most, uh, probably of all the sins, it's, the, it's probably the worst one because it leads to everything else. Because once you start going down the path of I've got to be seen, then everything about your life is about being seen, right? And, and, and so you do nothing without ulterior motives. Everything you do from that point on is to obtain glory from men. 
And the reason why is because it's the failure of Lucifer and what caused the, his downfall, right? Because this, this is the deal he offered Jesus. He said, I'll give you all these kingdoms. Now, see, he ran all those kingdoms, right? The devil was running the kingdoms of the world. He said, I'll, I'll give them to y'all. Just, just worship me. That's it. Uh, and so Jesus could have, instead of going to the cross and paying for the redemption and paying for the authority and getting all that back uh, in a painful way, he could have just skipped all that stuff, right? All the pain and the agony and the shame of the cross and just worship the devil and kind of short track the, the will of God by worshiping the devil instead. Because this is what the devil always wanted. The devil's always wanted to be worshiped and this is always his problem, right? Let's go back to, to Isaiah and we'll see, we'll see what the original issue was uh, with the devil. And, and he's been trying this for, for thousands of years, right? As long as he's been the devil, right? He was Lucifer before, but then he eventually became Satan. Well, how did he, how did he do that? What was the root cause of that? Well, we, we, the prophet tells us here in Isaiah chapter 14, uh, let's start here in verse 12. He says, um, uh, this is Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So, so what's the deal with the devil? He wanted the attention. He saw the glory that the father was getting. He saw the worship that the father was getting. He wanted that. I will extend my throne. I will, uh, I will uh, extend or ascend my throne above the throne of the most high God. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. Which, of course, you know, if you want the Lord to start laughing, just tell him what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll get right on that, right? Uh, he, he won't do that. Amen. Uh, and so, but this is, this is the original sin right here. This is the original before sin ever existed in all of creation. This is where it started right here with the devil. Coming, I want some attention. I want some glory. And, and here we are thousands of years after this happened. Nothing's changed, right? It's still the original, original sin, amen? Again, you can go the other extreme and say, well, I was never going to be seen of man, and yet then you're in violation of Matthew chapter 5. But the best way to deal with it is, is what did he say there at the beginning? Um, he said, for thou hast said where? In verse 13, thou hast said where? In thine heart, Right? Uh, and, and so nobody knew it except, of course, the Father knew it, right? But those without revelation, uh, which are all created beings, right? All the revelation comes from, from the Lord himself. Uh, he said in his heart, I will do these things, amen? Uh, and so, of course, he, uh, this has caused great grief uh, in humanity because of this sin, amen? So, th so this, is, this is why uh, this is such a, a, an area where all of us need to work on, Amen? There's nothing wrong. You should be the hardest working person. You should be the person who does the most that you can do in any situation. Uh, and, and never be afraid of, of, well, if I do that, you know, they're going to see that. Just always check your own heart. Amen. And look, there have been times when, when I thought, well, I need to do that. But then my, my, my spirit man would be go, don't do that. Because you, you could not do that without also wanting the glory of that. And so there are times when I'm constrained in doing things because my character is not as strong as it ought to be. Amen. I was just telling on myself on that, on that right there, right? 
But you've got you've to work it out. You've got to figure it out. You've got to, well, Lord, next time I'll do it. Next time I'll, 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 I'll get there, amen? Because the Lord, I believe the Lord desires to use everybody in supernatural, spectacular ways, amen? All of us. He needs all of us to be used in supernatural, spectacular ways. But we've got to get to where, hey, you know, I went down and I, and I prayed for this lady and she was completely healed. That, that's great. But the next person, hey, I went down and I prayed for this lady. And when I prayed for her, you know, the Lord used me and, and she got healed because I prayed for her. Well, there's a problem there, right? Nothing wrong with the first testimony. The second testimony is like, it's just, it's distasteful, right? And you get people singing, you know, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm just a humble servant of the Lord. And I'm thinking, well, who else am I looking at? I mean, uh, you know, it'd be really awkward if, if you're singing, I'm looking at the person beside me. Well, I got to look, I got to look at you because I can't look at them, you know, and and so you know, that, that's false humility, amen? Don't have false humility. Just, just always check your own heart because what did he say? He has said in thine heart, I will do these things, right? Uh, and so, and of course, um, at, at the end of that, uh, in verse 15, he says, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. That was the Lord's response. <laughs> really, you're going to do all that? Um, and if you, we don't have time, but if you go over to, uh, to uh, Ezekiel 28, you can see in detail the response of the Lord. Oh, yeah, you're going to do those things? Well, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, and, and he did all those things, amen. But see, uh, Lucifer has been doing this for thousands of years, right? The original sin is right here is to get glory of men. To get, well, of course, men didn't exist when this happened, but to get glory that doesn't belong to him, amen. How many times have you heard me say that I am unworthy to be worshipped? Why do I say that? I say it all the time because... Uh, in any situation, especially if you're in any kind of position where we're um, in leadership or any position where people have the ability to see what you're doing, it's, it's easy to fall into the trap of, yeah, I'm going to do that so they can see me do that. Amen? Uh, and, and so uh, when you go, if you go back to, um, if you go back to like the healing revivals back from 1947 to 1958, a big problem with those healing revivals was that men started receiving glory uh, unto themselves. And the Lord really just had to turn it off because uh, when people do that, they open themselves up to the devil. And then, then, then and, and see, the, the, the problem with it, if I get up here and this is all about me, and then uh, you see this, this wonderful ministry, because it doesn't matter how many people we have in the ministry, somebody always wants it, right? Uh, and it's, it's one out of a hundred or a thousand, I know, but it's still sometimes there's always somebody who wants it. Uh, but um, if I get up here and it's all about me, then, then you're going to think, well, I want that same glory. I want that glory. I, and see, now you're infected with that same, that same original sin. Amen. Uh, and, and look, I, I have seen people that desire to be pastors because, not because they're called of it, because they're thinking, if I'm a pastor, you'll give me things. You'll buy me presents. You'll give me offerings. You know, you'll, sl you'll slip me a 50 in my, my hand every now and then, right? Maybe $100 if you're really spiritual, right? Uh, I mean, you'll, and I'll get that glory. And they want that glory. And it's like, that's it. That you just want, you want a human being made out of dirt to worship you? And yet, for some people, yeah, that's what they want. Amen. Now, you know, I said, well, uh, who is this for? Well, this is for everybody because this is the original sin. And I can guarantee you that every person sitting in this church has had to deal with this at some point in time. Why are you doing what you're doing? Amen. Uh, and, uh, and it's very subtle. I mean, it's, it's so subtle 
that on the outside, nobody could judge it, right? Nobody could look at it and go, oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's easy to tell. If somebody gets a testimony, it's all about them. I thought you were talking about Jesus. Well, you know, he's okay, but you go see what I did, right? The, the, the Jeffrey brothers, remember them? They, the, uh, they were back 100 years or so ago and uh, used mightily to, to uh, get people healed of, of rheumatoid arthritis. And, and one lady uh, got healed, spectacularly healed. And they said when they, when they prayed for them, you could hear it, their bones just cracking and, and joints, you know, getting back where they're supposed to be. And uh, one lady just stood up and said, you know, I just want to thank Jesus for healing me. Well, who healed her? Well, Jesus healed her, right? And the minister said, don't you thank Jesus. I'm the one who healed you. What's well, that's just dumb. Isn't that the dumbest thing? What, I mean, what could you, what about you caused her to get healed, right? Did you come out of the womb with that? You know, and, and of course he knew better, but, you know, sometimes uh, if you don't have anybody around you that tells you the truth, you know, the worst thing in the world is getting people around you that all they do is tell you how wonderful you are. I already know how wonderful I am, so I don't need anybody else to tell me how wonderful I am. Amen? Uh, and so, uh, but see, he ended up dying with that same exact uh, curse, right? With the rheumatoid arthritis, all twisted up in a wheelchair. Uh, and uh, now the Lord didn't curse him with that. The devil did. Amen? But see, it's so easy, right? Especially the, Lord, the more the Lord wants to use you, it's so easy to, to start thinking, I'm somebody. But you know, don't uh, deal with that character flaw, but uh, still allow the Lord to use you. Amen. Uh, and sometimes you, you may have to go, I, I can't, I can't do that thing. I can't do that thing without, without being about me. So I, I'm just, uh, and I have, there have been a, a few things over the years where I've just, I can't do that, Lord. I can't do that right where I'm at right now. I can't do that. But you know, uh, we'll keep on. Amen. Because I know that I'm unworthy to be worshiped. Amen. Uh, and, and, um, I have no, no imagination that, well, oh, you're, you're so good. And uh, you, uh, you know, people say, oh, you're the best pastor ever. And like, whatever, blah, 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 you know. I just let it go right on by, you know. I already know I'm an amazing person anyway, so I don't need anybody else to tell me, amen. But see, when I, when I get to the flaw that I need somebody to start telling me how wonderful I am, then we've got problems, amen. Uh, and so, so I want to encourage you, uh, meditate on these things because uh, this is the original sin. This is the, uh, all the problems we have in this day were caused by this right here. Every problem in the earth today was caused by the beginning of this sin right here. Uh, and so if you think, well, I don't have to, have to deal with that, uh, ask the Lord what he thinks about that. Amen. Uh, and if you ask the Lord, they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, that you mentioned it, Lord. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and so this is an area that, that uh, is constantly in my heart because uh, I, I do desire for the Lord to... to uh, to increase us, to increase our ministry, to increase our lives in every way, natural speaking, every way. But I want to avoid the failure of the original sin of the enemy. Amen. Uh, and so, and I don't want to just quit and say, I'm not going to try. Amen. I'm just not going to do anything. And that way I don't have to be concerned about that. That's such a, I, I, that's such a quitting attitude. And I'm not, a, I'm not a quitter. I don't like to quit at all. Amen. So let's pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So Father, we do thank you for your word. And Father, uh, you, you need your church to, to be people who carry your glory into the world so that, uh, so that our light can shine so that men can see our good works, that you will be glorified. Father, a, that, that's how they're drawn into the kingdom of God is to see your glory. And so, Father, you, you've invested such amazing power in, into the lives of your children, into our lives with the Spirit of God and the name of Jesus and the Word of God. And Father, you've invested that into us 
to be carriers of that glory into all the world. And so, Lord, we, we just pray the prayer of commitment that, Father, if there's any area in our life where we have done things with the motivation to be seen or to obtain glory that don't belong to us, Father, then show that to us. And we will adjust our character, Father, but continue doing the work. There's much work to be done. There's much, there's much need in the world for the church to be a church of power and a church of glory, a church of supernatural miracle signs and wonders. And yet, Father, there's no place for men to receive glory. You're the only one worthy. And so we declare that, Father, with our mouth that you alone are worthy and we are unworthy to receive glory. And so we thank you for these things, Father. And we know that you'll help us, that you'll assist us, Father. You're there with us each and every day. and You'll strengthen our character, Father. Cause us to be men and women of great character. And we choose to do that, Father. And we give you all the praise and the honor for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? Well, let's just, uh, 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 before we receive an offering, let's, let's just bow our heads real quick. And we'll pray uh, one of the prayer. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus is good and kind to us. Amen? And uh, if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus, we've talked a lot about the Lord Jesus today and His place and glory in heaven. He's worthy to be worshipped. Amen? Uh, he's our Savior and our Lord. And if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus uh, and uh, you, you've never been a Christian, if you'd like to receive Him today, We'd be glad to pray for you, pray with you, amen. And so if you, if, uh, you want to accept the Lord Jesus, if you've never accepted him, if you'll raise your hand, we'll pray for you, amen. Get you on your way to heaven today. Not that you're going to leave us today, but you'll have your eternal destiny set today. Praise God. Any, anybody would like to receive the Lord Jesus? He's good and kind, amen. Well, praise God. All right, well, let's, let's uh, get ready to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. We thank the Lord for, for uh, blessing us, amen. He was talking about giving alms or, or gifts there in, in Matthew chapter 6. And um, there's, a, there's a lot that the Word of God ha has to say about giving and receiving. Um, but, you know, whatever you give, um, and, and I think you all do a great job around here, uh, but always just make sure that what you give is what the Lord wants you to do and that there's no strings attached. Amen? Uh, and, um, you know, I've not had anybody do this to me in our church but I've, I've heard stories where people go up to the pastor and say, well, I'm a big giver, you know, I demand this or this. Well, then you've just lost all your, all your rewards for that giving because now you want, you want payment for your giving, amen? Uh, and and um, I'm, like I said, I've never had anybody say that to me in our church, so you all are, are wonderful people, amen? So let's pray and thank the Lord for the opportunity to give. And so, Father, we thank you that it is an honor to give unto you. You've blessed us, Father, with, with the means and the intelligence, Father, the strength, to earn incomes. And so, Father, we thank you that it's an honor to give into your kingdom. And we do, Father, with a desire to glorify you and to be blessed from you, Father. And, Lord, we, we, have, we have no care that if anybody ever knows what we do or give, Father, it's, it's irrelevant to us. All that matters, Father, is that we glorify you with the blessings you've given to us. And so, Father, we thank you as we do that. According to your word, you said that with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into our bosom. We give you the praise and the honor for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll come ahead, Mr. Jared, receive the offering. And um, um, Jared, did we update that, the roof uh, uh, slide there? Um, and so the current balance on our roof is, I think, $24,000. So we're working our way down, right? Uh, and so um, I think we started at $28,000. So uh, we owe $24,000 on the roof. 
We'll get that paid off in no time, amen? We've got to get that paid off before June, because uh, in June, they decide that you get to pay all the interest on that uh, 12 months, same as cash, right? It's only 12 months, same as cash is, is actually if you pay it back. And, and, um, and that's fine. Uh, and that was an unexpected expense. We didn't really plan on putting a new roof on the building when we renovated the sanctuary, but it, it turned out that we needed, we needed to do that. So no big deal. Will the Lord always provide? Always has, always will. Amen. Uh, and so, all right, well, let's, uh, uh, we're going to uh, end the service here. And then uh, here just a minute, Chris will get up and we'll start the business. So if we want to take just a, a quick break and then uh, we'll come back here, and we'll have our quick business meeting and then we'll eat some lunch. Amen. What's that? Yeah, and, and if you didn't bring any food today, just stay for lunch anyway. We always have plenty of food and we'd love for you to stay. Amen.